Welcome to the Commenters. I'm Brian Costello. I'm Jim DeSanto. And we are joined yet again by the host of the newest, I don't even know if it's the newest, the most popular, not sure about that either, Schitt's Creek podcast in maybe Pennsylvania. Aaron. Yeah, we never show the license plate, so no one knows if it's actually Pennsylvania. We don't know where <laughs> we are. We're not sure. Where if you're everybody. following us on, on Schitt's Creek, you'll get that reference. Uh, yeah, the, the, might... the October Aaron takeover continues. Yes. Um, no. Yeah. For we, it, haven't, fun. we yeah. haven't really been kind with Aaron in the films we've been on. To be we fair, like the three amigos. I, and I we, picked, we, bes- I we besmirched Beetlejuice. it. I picked Beetlejuice. We, so did, that, we weren't that, really okay. nice to Aaron one. with Beetlejuice. What are we watching this and week, then Brian? We sub- subjected her to today's film, uh, which is one of the most iconic horror films in cinema and characters in horror cinema, Freddy Krueger, as we discuss the original A Nightmare on Elm Street. But first, the most pressing question of every episode, what are we drinking tonight? I'm drinking bourbon, a lot of it, because large that almost there's so much as much bourbon in that glass as there was in John Blood and Johnny Depp. Blood and Johnny Depp. Yeah, we need. We'll, we'll talk I've about all of that. So we'll talk about I've never that. seen so much blood in one bed <laughs> in my life. Aaron, what are you drinking? Um, I liked the uh, decoy premium seltzer that I was drinking last time, so I'm continuing to drink running, that. Running back with it. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, I am drinking. I was able to see Jim, Katie, and Aaron in person for the first Yay! time since the pandemic this past weekend, as Jim, Katie, and I were at our great friend Keenan's wedding from yep. Pop Addled, which was a fabulous, Keenan, fabulous time. He has a um, full-on Hawkeye. Mo- um, what do you call yes, it? Mohawk. He does. The Mohawk Eye, as oh, it's yeah, called. You know the Jeremy, yeah. the Jeremy Renner Mohawk Eye. It was, it was pictures, Keenan. We need more yeah, pictures. It was, we do need more pictures. It was a fabulous wedding. Um, but it's not beautiful. only that I get to Here. see uh, Jim and Aaron, but I was able to take beer out of Jim's fridge before I left at six in the morning <laughs> to drive home. Uh, and I'm drinking Cape May double IPA coastal evacuation. I really well like the Cape May beers. Um, this beer is fabulous. Yeah. And I don't feel any shame about taking it because I was told I could. Take yeah, yeah. I, I got it specifically oh, for yes. Brian. I could told I, could I take really it. failed here because uh, Conchi Brewing actually makes a October beer called Nightmare on East Elm Street, Ooh. which is where their brewery is. Could you get it for another episode, maybe? maybe. Or is it all gone? No, no, no. I'm sure we can probably considering, get it. Considering I live on West Elm Street, yeah. I should have probably gotten you that. Failed. Probably failed. About that. <laughs> thanks, thanks for nothing. Uh, okay, it's time for the rundown. Jim, tell us what is going on on Elm Street. Hold on. I need to, uh, I need to prepare for this. Is it by this, drinking? No. Oh, ooh, and it's oh. this one, isn't it? High tech. Katie's going to be jealous. You- this one? No. Oh, yeah, no. this is it. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> a burn <laughs> victim. Ready? Aaron Shush. This is very serious. <laughs> or is it this one? No, that's too deep. Okay. A burn victim. A fedora. A horrible sweater. And knives for fingers. Freddy Cougar hunts the teens of Elm Street in their dreams as revenge for the crimes their parents committed. 
and now I need to bring it back to my normal voice for this part because it's oh funny. wow, it's terrifying. Okay. Thank you. I was I was this scared. this club has everything: melting <laughs> stairs, phone tongue, blood geyser, phone tongue. <laughs> That's that thing when you pull Johnny Depp his stereo and his TV into a bed and shoot his blood back out. Will Nancy Thompson, our final girl, be able to free Elm Street of their nightmare? I wish I had that been watching. Was, I mean, that, that was fantastic. That actually was better than the film. I actually <laughs> wished I had been watching 21 Jump Street, the old TV series with Johnny Depp, as opposed yeah. to Nightmare on Elm Street. This was my best take at um, being scary, but also doing Stefan. The closest I'll ever get to Oh, Stephane. that was fabulous. Was, I mean... Award, All right. I'm very, I'm very interested to see where we uh, go with this. So uh, I picked this movie. I will yes. say flat out. Uh, it's awful. Uh, <laughs> I remember it being much scarier. Yes. We and I can understand that. that piece, the, the, the difference there. Um, but I could also remember it being a much better movie. And it is brutal. There are certain parts of this movie where I'm like, oh, that's the movie. Like if, if you keep doing that, that's this movie. That's a great movie. Um, it's funny to think about this because we were talking about like The Exorcist prior to coming on, on uh, going live, and I think, you know, The Exorcist is like an elevated horror movie, right? And it's one of the greatest movies ever made. I think this is all this really is is like the slasher movie, sort of elevated a little bit. Um, so should I put you down as an A plus for grade of the week? No, don't do that. Marking you a, a are we doing that B first off? Like right yes, away? Yes. A we usually do. Okay. Grade. My grade for the week on this is a D plus. No, wow. no, no. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. See, give me, give me C. a C. Cause I, you know, I want to so be really harsh on this. Was a C. Beetlejuice was a C last week. Do you think it's comparable to Beetlejuice in terms of grade? I th no, I think it's better than Beetlejuice. <laughs> oh, okay. No, for different reasons. For different reasons. All right, Aaron. What do you? What about you? Uh. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, I'm going with a D because that's technically not a passing grade in English yeah. at the school that I work at. So. So you, this is a failing film for you. Yeah, and I, I'm not sure, though, if that's because I went into it expecting more. Have you had you ever seen it before? No, this was the first time. So, like, <laughs> I saw it because you've been telling me for years that I need to see it. I mean, I know that it's a film you really like. And I really wanted it to be better than it was. Yeah. I am going to give it a C as well. And... um. I want to say this. I started watching this movie thinking it was supposed to be a different movie and quickly realized that the movie I thought I was supposed to be watching was not what a nightmare on Elm Street was. So what I don't know which I don't know which one I thought I was going to be watching. If it was two or three or four or five or whatever it was. Um, but this one was not the one I remembered as nightmare on Elm Street. What was so, the one you remember? What happens in that uh, one? I, I, I think it was three because three um, Heather Landenkamp comes back. Yeah. The, and the, I think in my mind, that was the one I was thinking of yeah. because that one is actually scary. 
and yeah. looks like a and looks like a motion picture and not something put together as part of a the uh, Dream Warriors high school project. Yes, the Dream Warriors is the one I think that and that one I was is thinking. nuts. Yeah, and so so to me this this series is and and I guess this is a good place to start. In my head, um, the first one was much more serious, um, and was sort of along the lines of the Fast and the Furious model. Which is like the first one was sort of like a okay movie, like a pretty good movie, and then gradually they just got more insane and more silly every iteration. Uh, there, there's the silliness is on full display in this movie, um, and I, I honestly think that I do think that there is a really good, like, if you were to read the outline of this movie and the plot. There's actually a good plot to that you could have followed, and they just don't. And so, like, I honestly think the worst thing about this movie is Wes Craven's directing and writing. Like, his initial idea and like is fine. It, the special effects, the stuff that they were able to accomplish, and and they kind of pulled off for a million dollars is actually they, some of it's pretty good. Um, yeah. As far as like as those slasher movies went back in the day. But it is brutal. So I thought you recommended the um, what's the title of the show on Netflix, the movies that made us yes. to watch that episode. And so I thought it was interesting that the scene, the things that I thought were good about it. And I don't know if it's something I like if, with that idea of it being supposed to be happening in a dream. Like at yes. first in one of the sequences when Tina's is like running away from him and I'm like, <laughs> run faster. And then I'm like, oh, wait, because in your in a dream you would not be able to outrun something like right. this scary and that's that's a relatable experience and the same thing with the stairs when she gets like stuck in the you know and i thought that was interesting that that was something that um west craven didn't was, want west craven didn't like about like it, i think know, that, that was, was pure looks like it looked really shitty you could awful. see yeah, the stairs like, that were going to melt getting, before she stepped on the them. The idea is great. The, the execution is stuck, horrible. Like, and not, you know, and, and like that, I feel like those were the moments that I really actually felt like this has potential because of that anxiety dream sort of concept. Yeah. Yeah. And and that, I wish I would see had seen more of that. Like, Yes, that's the movie balance. I'm talking about, too, is like the scene where Nancy is in class and she falls asleep and she sees mm -hmm. Tina outside. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. the, that imagery is the best in the movie, I think, mm. with yeah. her in the bag and being like drug. Um, but again, like I did, like to Aaron's point, like I love the parts where you where you question what the character is doing, and then you say, "Oh, but it's a dream." Like she's in her basement, but all of a sudden there's a door to a boiler room in her basement, and you're right. like, "No, that doesn't make any sense." But then you're like, "Oh, but it's yeah, it makes total sense." I do that all the time when I'm dreaming. It's like I. Right. You don't realize when like, you pass I, between scenes in well, a dream. It's uh, Inception, right? right? You can create right. the things and bring in. This movie is intriguing to me because I think the premise of it is so terrifying. I think the series itself gets much scarier. But this to me, after watching Beetlejuice last week, was very similar in the sense that my vision of Freddy Krueger is not really the one that's here. And I don't know if I'm less scared of Freddy Krueger because I'm an adult, but it, I, it was similar to what I thought of Beetlejuice. Like it just, my memory of Freddy Krueger in movies didn't line up with what I saw in this film. 
yeah. just like my memories of what Beetlejuice was didn't line up with that. And that is understandable, obviously. But the premise of this is is fascinating. And I, I do think that's what probably was so enticing at first when this first came out. You know, it, it is an elevated. You, I think you said it perfectly, Jim. It's like an elevated slasher movie, like the concept of this film is awesome, yeah. you know, and maybe had there been more money for this one, mm, maybe yeah. it's even more refined and, and better. And maybe this ties into being a er, very early Wes Craven movie as well. So his, you know, his role as a filmmaker is not as refined or as skilled, which is an issue. He's not film. really like, let's be honest, like this is his high point. Oh, it's his best. It's well, this it's, I specific think it's his one. best. I yeah, I don't know if it's his best job directing. I think it's certainly his best, most original idea. Well, for maybe Scream is better directed, but yeah, yeah. I just think it that's better film. Well, Scream's interesting. Mm, here's a question I had. We did hate Scream, and but, did you really? Well, yeah, I, I, I didn't. Awful. <laughs> film. Um. But what's interesting to me is I do thinking back on Scream now feel that he was a better filmmaker yeah. and storyteller when we get to Scream. Because of all the issues we had with Scream, I do think he did something that he does not do a great job of in this film, which is he at least establishes the characters in Scream better. Yeah. And it's intriguing to me because watching Scream and then watching this film I feel like the parallels are there's a lot of parallels between the characters that are in this. Obviously, um, the killers are different and, and things like that. But the setup of the teens, the characters and all that. And obviously that was purposeful because Wes Craven was attempting to play on those movies that he had helped play such a big role in. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was intriguing. Um, but there is some messed up shit in this movie <laughs> yeah yeah so, can we when you say messed up do you mean that if as far as filmmaking it's terrible or do you mean like the imagery and stuff is terrible uh i want to go to the sex stuff yeah yeah that is okay good the most terrifying thing in this film is well, is this okay and, and a few things let me go through a few points and tell yeah. me how you were feeling uh when these elements in the film happens when Rod, the character is introduced in our film. His <laughs> his very first line it is intriguing to me. Yeah. Um, not sure I've ever heard someone use a line like this before, but he's basically says, you know, I woke up with a with an erection. With he says boner. Boner. He? Yeah, boner. You're right. I woke up with a boner today, and then and with your way, name way, written on it. With your name written on it. At that point, we don't know they're dating. Charming. I just thought this was a person who walked. <laughs> However, to somebody, which I b- completely believe would have happened in the 80s. I did as well. I was like, who is completely realistic? That yeah. is- However, what do you know what the next line was? What? Tina says there and there's no way four characters would fit on your joint. <laughs> so That's like. That's right. That's right. I honestly, after she said that, I'm like, OK, we're good. Like this is this is like high school friends that are so 
at least like joking around. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I wasn't as freaked out by that. That I thought it was strange. I, I thought it was a it was a choice. But you think yeah. it was a strange that an adult <laughs> man in his forties is writing about uh, a line of dialogue like that? Uh, I, was I, I mean, more... I, I didn't think it was unrealistic for like a, a well, whatever like a high school line, student. Has anybody ever tried to pick you up using a line like that, Aaron? I don't think and we were hanging out with kids work. like this. <laughs> Um, Would that work? No is that is that? <laughs> I, I, uh, as as disturbing as that is, it's, nothing. It's, yeah, nothing is perhaps more disturbing than the sex scene in this film when they are screaming as they're having <laughs> sex and panning to Johnny Depp. But that became a thousand times more disturbing when the reveal is that Tina is fifteen years old. I don't remember that. She is 15. These we are meant to posit a reality where these people oh, are wow. 15 years old. This is like when Richard Grieco was playing a high school student yeah. at 37 years old and if looks could kill. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they should have we Yeah, that that is weird. I forgot. Yeah. I didn't I didn't catch that. <clears throat> well, is that supposed to be part of that like horror film trope that Yeah. You know, you uh if you uh, I don't are know, that sexually was like, active, you yeah, are. Yes, yeah. that was like that was like a straight up porn scene or something going on in that film. And but even the were... actress was like, they're like, oh, what was the most uncomfortable part of the filming? And then right. she's like, oh no, it was absolutely the sex scene. Not sure. getting vertigo from yeah. shooting the uh, yeah upside down. The room. Yeah, but the the um, <laughs> that with that. I mean, the difference here I, is that the two characters are supposed to be fifteen. They're not like. It's not like an old know, man, and, and yeah, it's, it's not, not an supposed old to be man. like a twenty-five. It's guy. not. Well, they, no, they actually were in their twenties. So in real yeah, life, yeah. I don't mind. Yeah. Um, but it's not. It's, it's not, not a David Bowie labyrinth yeah, situation. Right. Exactly. Exactly. We're dealing with there. It's always so, coming up. <clears throat> what? Here's here's a real question because I was fascinated about this watching this movie. What draws people to this film? And my question is: Does it draw new people to it? Or are the people who are advocates of this film, the people when it came out, is this like a oh, film yeah. of that time? Is this a film of that time period? And is it realistic for us to be judging it in a modern no, no, standard? I, I don't think so. I think, but I think we have to, it, 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 as far as like when it came out, I do think it was in the genre it was playing. It was a special movie compared to a lot of others like this one resonated with me as someone who liked some of the horror movies um i usually had like the sci-fi tilt i would i would stick more to like alien and predator and things like that because those were always better they they were always fleshed out better they are always better stories and like things like um friday the 13th just never mattered to me it was like i just there's no story here like you have a killing machine and a bunch of kids. It, it it just there was nothing there. This is this is a little bit different, and I think adding that element to it definitely made a larger audience notice it outside of just fans of slasher movies. Well, and I was thinking about it in comparison to I mean, obviously the different genre and it's a different movie, but with Beetlejuice, one of the things that made it redeeming for me were the was the acting. 
even though the storyline like kind of disappointed me. Whereas with this, the acting was <sighs> so disappointing so that bad. even though there was more of a story that I found, you know, I found that concept very intriguing. It was just like, I mean, the mom, I want to talk about the mom. She for was nominated for an Oscar for Nashville. She was in a Robert Altman film. Like, she got nominated I, for Nashville. She is so terrible in this movie. It was like a caricature of like what, like I felt like I was watching the, um, what are the Anna Faris movies that are yes. um, oh, like scary Blade movie, Bunny. like the yeah, parodies. Like, yes. like, yeah. That's kind of what I felt like I was watching at points. When but John on. Saxon as well. He was he's a pretty good actor. He was Enter yeah. the Dragon. He was yeah. in, his character, I thought, was a little bit better. I mean, not the character, but I thought his performance was a little bit better that. You know, what's interesting about this movie is there's just like what what the fuck moments, but well, not for but not for things that I would have thought. And well, like let's the stick, mom's stick to the acting yeah, for a them. second. Yeah. But that's what I mean. Like the act, her acting is one of those moments. It like, seems like a more, choice, not like how she would have played yes, the scene. Yeah, I thought the writing was a choice too. But it's just like they make the so this this to me in my notes I had like typical eighties movie. The parents are the bad guys. Like yeah. th there are yeah. so many eighties movies where parents are all eighties movies. Yeah, basically. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. 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 I mean, and let's be honest, a lot of people making film then had, you know, were, were boomers, were actual baby boomers, like mm -hmm. using the term correctly, whose parents were, you know, stunted by the war, well, you know, were, like, yeah, yeah, yeah they, they, were, were, they were emotionally yeah, unavailable were, people from the yeah, 50s. Absolutely. And so, like, I, yeah, that part interests me. And I, but I couldn't put the pieces together to what Brian's saying. Like, it seems like a choice. It seems like, I'm not getting the reference there. If if she's supposed to be so vapid and weird, like what what is going on with well, the mom? It's also yeah, it's also like issues of it was almost all too convenient. Do you know what I mean? It's like sometimes when you're like sometimes when things obviously you're writing a story, so you need to get it from A to C, right? Yeah. But it, if you do it in an organic way, it works. But it was just like plot device, like. Oh, she's an alcoholic and she's an alcoholic and she knew Freddie and Freddie happened to be on the street. You know, it's just like the convenient. It's, well, it's so weird to me. Like it, it's never I don't know. It feels like there's a lot have, left out. Is she supposed to have an older sibling? Because she was saying like and, and us parents got together and just, and I was like, but you have like. She well, was she a lot like I didn't like that time. Aaron, great question. It's a great question. We we could talk was, about was, the plot was, now if was, we want. Was her was her dad involved? That's what I don't understand. Did, was yeah, the no, dad no, involved like, in it? All of a because sudden, the mom has this past, because he didn't so, seem to be involved. In, yeah, right. He didn't have that guilt. Like it was almost like he wasn't involved. Like the mom teamed up with. Whoever. Glenn's parents were clearly part of it for some reason. There's like a there's like an unspoken reference that he should be careful because. Yeah. Yeah, like it was yeah. weird. But hold on. So and, and just just to finish up with the acting, like I do think Nancy, like it felt like she was overacting at times, but I also think if she had had like people that she was working against that were giving her more, then maybe it wouldn't have felt like she was overacting. Like I I just, don't know, because I, I like, yeah. Like she's I don't know. Like yeah, when she was when she freaked out after the dream in the classroom, like that I thought was really well done. Yeah. Um, like I I kind of I I felt that with her, but 
I thought Rod and Tina were the best two actors in the whole movie. Yeah. By far. Yeah. Well, Tina is Tina was someone in a lot of stuff. I mean, yeah. she is, you know, she had done a lot of stuff at that time, including being Beth from Better Off Dead, which is another oh. movie I wish we By the way, when when the mom when she freaks <laughs> out in the English class, do you know who her teacher is? We have seen no, her before in a com majors early com majors movie. Ooh, what is it? Who is she? She is, is she Lynn Shay. She's the teacher. She yeah. played Magda in There's Something yes, About Mary. Something about Mary. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so, yes. She was great in Something About Mary. Wow. Yeah. She's oh, been in a ton that? of stuff. Wait, you need your pass. Yeah. Oh my God. Um. Um, but I think you're right. I thought Tina, she's good. And I, Rod's performance is good. He was and great. Honestly, for Johnny Depp, Johnny he, Depp he good. is an intriguing guy. I oh, he was, he was adorable, little he Johnny. He was. But so his, here's the thing about his character I found really weird. That is another problem I had. Like, I thought he had an energy. And when Beat he up. and Nancy were together, I think those scenes were good. But he mm -hmm. would just disappear for periods of time. Like, it was almost like he wasn't available for filming or something. So they <laughs> right. had to shoot other stuff. And, and like, how many times do we need him to almost say he had a dream about Freddy the night before? Mm -hmm. Weren't there, like, three times where he was like, well, you know, not anymore. I'm not dreaming. Did, and did that dude have narcolepsy? What was going on with that guy? He was just falling asleep. <laughs> like, at yeah, the he was like, like, he was like the he, parent of a newborn. He was like, <laughs> he sat down. And he was like... <laughs> He's like got his headphones, listen to the stereo, watch the TV. He's got every sensory thing going on and he's like <laughs> falling asleep. I'm like, set an alarm clock All or right. something, buddy. My, so I will say, let's, I just want to give the acting is what it is. Not mm. great. I do want to say that like there are, I would say they're batting like 50, 50 on special effects. Cause there are some that I'm like, well, that was terrible. And there are others that are really cool. Like the spinning room with Tina's, when Tina is killed, that's probably one of the cooler scenes in the movie. Unbelievably well shot. Yes. For, for the budget that they yes. had, that was so they really literally impressive. created a room that would spin, a la yeah. you know, um, two thousand one. I could have done without her knocking Rod out. Oh my god, I that was so that was weird. That, was I got to tell you right now, that is good. one of yeah. legit one of the funniest <laughs> scenes I've seen in the movie. Yeah, like the, why? The why is that? Episodes of the show yeah. we've done. And this I started is dying. This is where I get happened. mad is because I, I like I start to think of these directors that were given chances to make movies like this. And like you have an idea and you just stick to that idea so hard that like you can't see that that's dumb. They're mm -hmm. like, oh, and when she's spinning around, she'll knock him out for what purpose? Because right. he's, he well, that, gets up and jumps out the window a second later. To be fair, that's they a, did have her stepping into feels, a stair of vanilla pudding. It so, feels I mean, comedic, it but it's not. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like it sh should be funny. Like, something like yes. that, to me, feels slapstick, sort of. And that's not... I mean, if we're watching her basically, you yeah. know, be be dragged across this whole room and, and all this kind of stuff and then die this horrible death and she happens to, like, hit her boyfriend and knock him... Like, I... So I don't know. That's fair. And part of me, again, wonders, like, in terms of comparison to other films that were out in that time period like how glaring is some of that stuff not you know no I, mean? I i think so, it's advanced exactly yeah. so i feel like i'm yeah. drawn to this idea of also again with all of these films of that time period in particular i think setting 
of where you're watching it and how you're watching it impact something, right? Yeah. Like these movies are being made for teens, young adults to go on dates, go to movies like that communal experience of watching it as opposed to sitting in your house watching it. Like does some of that stuff play better yeah. in that time period? And I, and that yeah. interests me as well in terms of why people who had seen it in the theater or had that early VHS when they were watching there are, it. There I, are I like that. I think there are like uh, a ton of movies here. There are 28 movies, 29 movies listed as horror movies of 1984. The only one scrolling through that I think is better um, as far as like, you know, having special effects and stuff is gremlins last starfighter. No, that's not on here. Oh, sorry. None of <laughs> these others. The other I ones? mean, like nothing great. Um, uh, Chud, which is, uh, something human, human. Oh yeah. Cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. Um, Children of the Corn. That's not really a special effects one. No, that's not um, really much. Firestarter. Oh, Friday Sorry. the Thirteenth. But, that, but that's the but final but chapter. That's a great. That's a great point, though. That I think is worth hitting on a little bit, though, about this movie. And this reinforced this idea a little bit to me. Mm -hmm. There are movies that came out before this, The Shining, for one which is way more terrifying yeah. without the utilization of special effects or you know much special effects or things like yeah. that. And we've talked about this before at nauseum, but like midsummer like that, it just might be me. Yeah. My, my sense of horror and maybe they're not horror movies to me, the intellectual non jump scare, non monster esque horror. It just resonates more with me but that's me and i maybe that's more the type of film i'm watching now again than back when this was released but this doesn't have a lot of jump scares i mean it has a few but the but i think the real horror of this movie is the idea that if you fall asleep you can die and so like do you, they didn't lean into that enough enough and I was it becomes say, a mess. do you think they hit on that enough no i think this movie suffers from one thing is like bad ideas like the special effects aren't a problem the ideas are bad Right? Thinking about her pulling the extra coffee maker out of from under. Oh the, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, nice like she a hidden hidden coffee maker. It's our it's, it's her nighttime coffee. Um, <laughs> I just yeah, it, it, and like to to wrap up wrap it up at least a little bit on like I don't, I don't know what else to talk about, but the end of this movie, this is this is an area where I I did not remember how this ended at all, other than the woman getting pulled through the glass. Which is so ridiculously dumb, but I thought it was at least funny because it was. I thought it was like a tag to the ending, which is fine. Um, but the actual ending of this movie is a bit of a cop out and super. To me, the writing of it is incredibly lazy, because what I think he thought is like, I'll leave it up to you to decide if Nancy survived and if this was all, if she was actually fighting Freddy in the real world or in a dream. And, and to me, you could kind of compare it to something like Inception where you're like, did the top fall or not? But yeah. to me, the big difference is in Inception, Christopher Nolan's trying to tell you that like it doesn't matter if the top fell or not because our character went through his arc and is a different person and has changed. Mm -hmm. And so like if you're just focused on the top, you're focused on the wrong thing. In this movie, the... There's no reason why I should have to guess if she survived or not. 
And and well, and yeah, then it's very fair. Yeah, absolutely true. It's so weird. It, it there's literally no ending to the to the Freddy Krueger and these kids story. Well, they also shot like what was it? In that nine like, ten endings. Nine ten endings. They didn't even know what was going on. And they cut I one in last minute before yeah, a Paramount screening. The screening was gone. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. Somebody needs to explain to me because I thought they did a horrible job of this explaining the rules. Of thank this you, thank world. you, thank you, thank you. And this is something that Wes Craven comes back to in Scream, where he sets up rules as far as like horror mm -hmm. movies go. And like to me, the biggest problem with like you know, you if you're if you're showing a vampire movie, you can't break the rules of being a vampire. Like you can't all of a sudden have the vampire walk in the sun without explaining it really well. Right. Or people are like, no, that's bullshit. Like you you didn't. You didn't tell us before that, and now all of a sudden you have different kinds of vampires. Like, it doesn't make sense. And it's bad. It's lazy writing. In this movie, I, and to be fair, like, I didn't remember this, like, how, how the ending of this movie played out. He sets up all these rules, and then they just don't stick to them at all. They don't matter. And so, I like, I don't even know what they are because it gets so jumbled up. Right. Like, so Freddie's in the real world, on? and like, she figures out that she brought her hat back. So then she thinks, if I hold on to him, I can bring him back. First off, if you get hit in the in the chest with a twenty five pound sledgehammer, you're never getting up. You, you don't think so? <laughs> no. Can we try that? No, I'm not gonna try it. Do we know anybody? You're at least not getting way? up that night. Let's, okay. Well, but and that's that was fair. sorry. That. that was another thing too. Like she said, like they give me twenty minutes. Alone. And then, yeah, she was like, give me 20 minutes, dad, and then come come back or something. And then she sets up the entire obstacle course. Well, again, what is the obsession? Yes. Like, it was like, that's a really long 20 what minutes. in God's you. name <laughs> she built a was bomb? going on in the 80s with obstacle courses? Now I'm really <laughs> starting to think about it. It's booby traps, dude. Uh, no, no, dude. Goonies. Predator. Goonies. Home Alone. Double Dare with Mark... What, what was his it name? It was an obstacle course. It's Mark Summers. Booby yeah, traps. at the end it was. There was an obstacle course at the end. That was the whole end of the show. Oh, no. I'm. Yeah. This movie doesn't have an obstacle movie. course. But I mean, there's like all <laughs> no, these. No, I mean, like, I used the this, wrong word. No, but Erin's yeah. right. They yeah, set yeah. up these elaborate like mazes <laughs> yeah, yeah, or like yeah. things that are going to happen. People were obsessed. Oh, and there's so many movies like FX. Remember that movie FX? Yes, it was all. There's like so the many movies like that. of movies during this it time just, period. It just bothered me that like you get to the end, and she brings Freddy. So like, here's the thing: like you, all, I'm bothered the whole first half of the movie that they don't just focus on like dreams and not being able to like and being scared to fall asleep and how how incredibly tense not being able to fall asleep can feel. Right. Yeah. Well, they play it out. We're trying to weird... stay awake because I think the, everyone can relate makeup, to this. Oh, my her God. makeup is, the... is great for like showing how tired she was. Like yeah. that was something that I thought was uh, yeah, well yeah. done was the fact that like she looked like she I look like I'm 20. Dude, she yeah. is pop. She is. <laughs> Whoa, man. But, but working with teenagers, Aaron, is that not absolutely? Yeah. Yeah. The, so the amount old, like of <laughs> the amount of uh, speed she is taking, which is an illegal narcotic that is somehow an Ooh. over the counter thing, made me think of Jesse Spano in. I'm Say so excited. I will say I'm, that, I'm like, so scared. Yeah, but like everyone's had that moment of like when you're trying to stay awake and you can't. 
right? Whether mm-hmm. whether yes. it's like you, you're scared you're going to fall asleep, wedding. you're going to drop when, when you're driving, bus, or yeah, when the bus didn't come back at Keenan's wedding, I almost fell asleep on Jim's shoulder. Yeah. It would have been sweet. But Aww. like I I but just um they focused on all the wrong things, and again for the budget they did an incredible job and they did something right because this this movie and if you watch the if you go on netflix and watch the movies that made us this movie saved new line cinema and basically made it a, a, a almost great film like 500 million dollars over the course of its lord uh, of the rings. yeah you don't have lord of the rings so many movies movie. so many movies it's, the house it, of freddie belt yeah. It yeah. made me that episode made me appreciate this movie more. Yeah, I, I would say the same. I mean, my rating at the beginning, I think, is more just the like growing up, knowing yeah. Freddie, knowing Nightmare on Elm Street without having ever seen it um, and then hearing about it from people and knowing how much it meant to them. I just my expectation, it just did, failed to meet my expectations. Yeah. But I, I think but that's realistic. I, I think I text- that like. I texted Aaron and I was trying and I and I said at the beginning, I'm trying to remember which one really scared me Mm -hmm. because there absolutely were ones that scared me, like multiple ones. I feel like that were scary and stuff. Yeah, I think you're I think you're wrong. They don't know. They get worse. But not scarier that like they weren't scarier than this. They get sillier and maybe but, a little scared. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I guess it, it's a product of being little, right? Yeah. I mean, we were young. We were under the age of 10 when these yeah. movies would have been out. Now, I saw one, one of them in the theater. Out, Did you really? I saw out. five in the theater, I think. No way. Mm-hmm. That's pretty How cool. many are there? They're like seven or oh, eight. There's nine. God, there's... There's well, oh and then there's gosh. one where it they did like Fast and the Furious, the, the and new nightmare they cast. Oh, they cast no, that's like, that's uh, the different one. That's the remake. So I do yeah, want to talk remake. about that. So like, I, I think it's a shame that remake wasn't very good because again, I do. They cast uh, Jackie Earl Haley, who I think yes. is perfect as mm-hmm. Freddie. Um, and Mara Rooney was the Nancy character. Who directed that? Uh, I don't know. Was that Wes Craven? No, no, no. I don't think so. Had he passed away already at that point? I don't think so. Is no, he... he he died in uh, 2015, I think, because I did look okay. that up. And that yeah, one came 2010. out, I think, in 2010. Oh, okay. And, like, I really wanted to like that movie. It's not great. But, like, there is a really... So, like, that's the thing. I don't think it would be hard to make make this story well. Like, well, maybe you guys should make It just one. seems like it, it, it was begging for a remake and they dropped the ball big time. It's a cash cow. People love it. Have you ever gone on a date to a scary movie like this? No. And never was the date. movie any good? I don't think I can. No. That was a big thing back then, though, right? Yeah. I mean, this is what this is who that is. Yeah, I guess so. That is made for. I, I do. I do have a, a, a something in my notes I wanted to read to you guys because I thought it was. It read back to me funny when I read it this morning. Yes. There's that moment where all of a sudden Nancy's like, oh, I know the rules here. Uh, Glenn, you stay awake. I'm going to go to sleep and I'm going to go. I'm going to go look for something. So like Nancy deciding that she is going to go look for Freddie after he's killed two of her friends is like a whole ass choice. <laughs> very, very interesting. Also, apparently I didn't realize this. This and they say this in the episode. This movie is in Indiana, right? Isn't that where it's supposed to be? And they're Ohio, like, Ohio, I think. Ohio, there's, yeah. there's, there's, yeah. there's Venice Canal, like yeah. Venice, California yeah. with palm trees. I'm like, that is very 80s. I, um, yeah, 
Yeah, this movie's bad. And and uh, <laughs> it's a How shame. You, can I ask you this, Jim? How would you place this? Because I really started thinking about some of these other like lower budget early 80s movies we did. In particular, two really came to mind watching this. One was Rad. Mm-hmm. And the other was Buckaroo Banzai. And I thought both of those were better than this. Mm. No. What is what is the last movie you Buckaroo said? Banzai. Buckaroo Banzai. Eighth Dimension yeah. or whatever. Have you never seen the adventures of Buckaroo Banzai? You don't, you don't need to say it. Uh, I would say that, that I like Rad, be- I like Rad, Rad better. better than this, but I don't like Buckaroo Banzai. Your, your resentment towards Buckaroo Banzai. I think, you know what's funny is like, I think I'm coming to realize that I'm, when it comes to horror specifically, I'm like really hard on horror movies. Like I, I really like a very good horror movie, but if it doesn't hit very good, I immediately hate it. Is it similar to comedies? You think horror? I was, I was wondering as I was watching this, where if it, if it goes awry, it can, it no. can turn bad really fast. Oh yeah, in, the, I mean? in that sense, yes. In that sense, yes. But I also think that with comedy, it's like you, it's so personal. That like if it if you find it funny, it's gonna be funny. Like that's just the way it is. With horror, it's not the fact that I need to find it scary. It's the fact that they seem to so often forget about telling a a, a character driven story. Mm. And I think that you can't tell a you can't have horror without a character. Like there needs to be someone who represents the char- represents the audience or who someone can relate to the experience that they're going through. And if you can't, it becomes just dumb. It's so is quickly. That, like, I don't care about any of these people. Yeah. I don't care if you cut right, their heads off. Invested. Right. Yeah. But this, but you think that does that also with you in particular connect because you love Stephen King so much, you think who does such a good job of doing exactly what it is you're saying there. So to measure that against Maybe. other things. There's other things that he drops issue. the ball on all the time, but yeah. no, no, I agree. Yeah. But that isn't one of those things that he drops the ball on. Right. I mean, that's something no character he, above all else. He does all, all that there. Uh, I'll tell you, you want to know one of the most terrifying things in this movie, the, the bathtub of drinking, drinking warm milk. Oh yeah. You the, know, I love to drink milk. That's no, a, that was a thing. Warm. We talked about milk. Couldn't, couldn't possibly drink warm. that. That is something that I remember my mom would make, yeah. like if yeah. I was having trouble going to sleep, uh, like a glass of warm milk. And the idea of that is so oh, couldn't, possibly, couldn't possibly. Yeah. The bathtub scene is now I, that's iconic. Yeah. In this movie. But like it was not it was actually kind of funnier than it should have been for me. Yeah. But that is a terrifying. Yeah, I do love the, the discussion of how it was filmed, though. Like, like they filmed yes. it on a stage. <laughs> This guy they was made a tub, there yeah. For, He's like, it's tub. like being at the gynecologist for the could, entire yeah, Can you imagine day, the you know? poor like, night? That Heather, is terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Heather Landicap's what, 19 years old, 20 year old girl, mm-hmm. just trying to make herself in Hollywood. And she's With her in the uh, tub legs up on the legs I love that Robert yeah. England was probably like, uh, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. 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 Now. We're going to do this. Um, all right. I, I honestly. Again, there's some other movies from this time period. I think I could say I would say definitely watch Rad. And I wasn't the biggest fan of Rad. Watch Buckaroo Banzai. But even watch the Three Amigos over this. I think another thing, this though, one, I'm not sure I could the, say the other thing I, 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 I didn't realize about this movie until watching that that special on Netflix is that how shoestring it was. 
Like this is yeah. basically really an independent was, move, which is a, it is. And that I, I will give it. I probably would have given it a lower grade without watching that and realizing yeah. the struggle that went into making this. Yeah, yeah. it's no Coven. And I mean, that special Coven. effects guy. Coven like, might be better than this, actually. No, that Coven special effects guy was good at making special effects, but he should not be the person coming up with ideas of what no. should be scary. Just to and tell Jim, him what you want and have him execute yes. it. And Jim, I agree. It's the remake was sad considering that was a film that clearly had resources. Yeah. I'm yeah. surprised that Should've was 10 years ago and they haven't, they haven't decided to do another. Yeah. I'm interested. I would reboot it now with goes. like Bill Hader, make Bill Hader, uh, Freddie and just like let him loose. I think Don't it would be awesome. Make him Freddie. Just make him Keith Morrison. with. <laughs> With yeah. Uh, okay. Well, this uh, this is certainly uh, not better than Aliens. No. No. And nowhere near as scary as Aliens. No. No. Or no. The or original Alien. Alien. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, is it better than the Rookie, or is it? Y yes, I, it's better yes. than the Rookie. I would watch this a hundred times before. Sorry, I watch the Or Caddyshack uh, too. It is better than Caddyshack Two is a disgrace, and I'm I'm thank, I'm I'm kind of glad Katie has been I off mean, for a couple but weeks let's, from the let's show. Be, I'm still angry. I think we do need to, and I know we kind of said at the beginning, like if you were to take a poll of like the most popular villains of all time, it's him. You're looking at at Darth Vader, Freddy. Yeah, it, Jim, it, there's like. Rotten yeah. Tomatoes right now is running one of those big like March Madness polls of yeah. like. 64 horror movies this movie this movie is in the final four yeah this film and i michael I myers believe, jason Voorhees. Yep, I, I i seriously believe that this film is is going on people not seeing it or watching it it's just because it's freddy yeah kind of like yeah. beetlejuice like when we yes. watch beetlejuice like we thought the i the image of beetlejuice in our mind was more than what was on the screen. And I think yeah. it's the same thing here. And I also, don't actually I think it's, question, I mean, yeah, go ahead. Was the Freddy hat different in this one no. than the other ones? I remember it being like a slightly different look than it was. It's very close to like an Indiana Jones and, fedora. Yes. And before we leave, the arm sequence, so they made ridiculous. a big mistake. They made a big mistake being that the first time we saw him. Yeah. That was so ridiculous. As I sent a text to you guys the morning, I love the movie this much. Yeah, it's like a little kid. It's so bad. I wasn't. I wasn't scared of Freddy, and I really wanted to be scared of Freddy. I remember specifically being terrified of going to sleep after seeing this movie. Yeah, when I was a kid. And his now, granted, I was probably in third grade. I was terrified being awake as I watched this movie this time. Actually, that was my issue, not falling asleep after. All right, it is time for five questions. You want answers? You want answers? What the fuck is the internet? Why? All right, it's time for five questions with Aaron. If you're still here, this is another episode in the catalog of Commagers episodes where we trash films that everybody else loves, and you probably want to. <laughs> Stop your car on the side of the road and punch us in the face if you could. Um, first question error, thumbs up or down. Heather Langenkamp as Nancy, 
not so fabulous, but she was on a fabulous short-lived early 1990s sitcom spinoff of Growing Pains called Just the Ten of Us when she was one of Coach Lubbock's eight, eight children. Are you thumbs up or thumbs down on Just the Ten of Us? So having not watched it in like however many decades, um, I feel like I would go thumbs middle, maybe. I mean, mm. I would I would have said at the time thumbs up, but perfect. I'm not I can, sure how that has I would aged. Be, I'd be willing to wager a small amount of money that Chris Monero has watched an episode of just the 10 of us within. The Didn't something happen years. to that guy? <laughs> he he might have died. I think he probably died. He, you know, mm. he was not a healthy oh, yeah. person. Does anybody remember how Coach Lubbock ended up living on the boarding school campus of a private school? Why did he have to leave? Growing pain. Same right now. Mike Seaver got him fired for something he did. And they had an emotional moment at the end and they hugged. Some of Kirk Cameron's finest work. And he became a lunatic. (laughs) Then he became a religious lunatic. Uh, All right. Uh, Question two, Aaron. This is a really deep, it's almost a second deep thoughts question this week. Mm-hmm. Which poster would tween Aaron have on her wall? Would it be Johnny Depp or the amazing wine bottle artist? One Mr. Richard Greco. That's not um, even. So the setup there is is probably misleading for my answer. I would have gone with Johnny Depp at the time, um, even though I wasn't a tween at the time, because you were a tween in the nineties. I was a tween well, in the nineties. Yeah, I mean, really, Twenty One Jump thought, Street was on in ninety one, ninety two, ninety three. Yeah, but I can't think of very much else that he was in versus like Johnny Depp was in. Yeah, that's what oh, I was yeah. going to say. Richard, Gre- you just wanted to say the word Richard Greco and. <laughs> Yes, you I ruined did. the question. What's eating Gilbert Grape? Like, there's so many more. Jim, none of these I are love. ever serious questions. I was <laughs> just trying to work in a Richard Greco reference. I worked two in this episode, and now Richard will send me a nice uh, Venmo check. There you, you go. Check out his wine bottle art. It's very nice and available for sale <laughs> on the Internet. Uh, all right. Fill in the blank question, Aaron. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street. People have questioned this title for a long time, mainly because Elm Street itself is not referenced a lot on this. And, you know, could there be a better title? And it was actually discussed in the episode on Netflix. Is this the best title for it? Uh, If you had to title this film and give it a different title, what would you give it? (laughs) Not so scary movie. Yeah. Blood geyser. Blood My geyser. favorite. I like Blood Geyser, actually. That <laughs> yeah, a that's one. a good one. That's really a good one, one actually. Phone tongue. Okay. I'm your oh, boyfriend pho- now, Nancy. So, the yes. phone tongue. <laughs> phone tongue. I, yeah, it, it, it was original. There were original yeah. moments in this. Uh, all right. Favorite question. We saw some amazing boom boxes and uh, stereo cassette shots mm-hmm. in this film. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite cassette? to play in your Walkman or cassette player? So I was thinking about this and I, the first thing that came to mind was not actually a cassette. It was something in the eighties. I had a little 45 record player Ooh. and it was uh, 
Tina Turner, Simply the Best or The Best was her, I think, her title. I love it. You were ahead um, of your time. That's why you love Shit's Creek yes, so much. Yes, that's why when that came on, I was like, yes. But um, in my Walkman would have probably been like Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch or CNC Music Factory, Ooh. which is definitely uh, early 90s mm-hmm. sort of situation. So right. good vibration. I feel like we can't just embarrass Aaron. Brian, you need to uh, yeah. <laughs> you need to come clean on what you had in oh. your uh your Walkman. I didn't have a Walkman. I had one of those generic knockoff. Yeah, Walkmans. of course. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean. Yes, of course. I wasn't <laughs> cool enough to have a Walkman. Ooh, I probably had Billy Joel. You know, the greatest hits mm-hmm. of Billy Joel tape. Mm-hmm. You know, I, that was a good one that I would listen to. That was, my, that was my pre-Yacht Rock phase. Mm-hmm. Okay. I had I found two. Yacht Rock. Which, which two would you? Mine were to? Slippery When Wet, Bon Jovi, mm-hmm. yes. and I had The Poison the oh. very nice yeah it wasn't very until nice. i got into cds that i started having like actual yeah i think i had like three cassette tapes and that was it <laughs> and then once i once cds came along i had hundreds <laughs> do you guys remember the yeah. most useless invention of all time the cd cassette single you know where you'd have to pop there'd be like one, one song c- yeah yeah, like mm, one song mm-hmm. on one side and the other. So it was like, what am I like? You're going to have to constantly go through the process of popping it out, changing it yeah. for one song. Yeah. Useless. Finally, deep thoughts question, Aaron. What is one thing that absolutely terrifies you that you never want to have in one of your dreams? <clears throat> Sunday. <laughs> Sunday night. <laughs> yes, Sunday around 4 p.m. or later. Um, so the I'll first day of school. So do you get, I don't know if you have stink bugs in uh, Massachusetts. Well, we do. We absolutely have stink bugs. One Not time I was asleep. Flies. No, you don't have lantern flies yet? Not yet. Thank oh, God. they're also soon, the worst. Soon but be there. One time I was asleep and I heard this like fluttering in my ear in my dream and then i woke up and there was a stink bug next to my face on the pillow and i screamed as if i was getting chased by freddy krueger but um i think yeah i think just like i'm not i probably some sort of insect situation or like a buried alive sort of situation i think buried alive is pretty awful Mm. jim anything that you would have um I don't know. I'm not a big fan of spiders. I'm not a big fan of like, like bugs in general. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I can see that. Mine would Ooh. just be being stuck on oh. an island of sand. Although I was in an office one time. Sand. Yeah, sand is. Brian hates sand. Sand is horrible. One of my offices one time had an infestation in like one. So there was like this Ooh, one office that you would that was like back, and we just used it as like a call room. Like if anyone needed to take a call, they'd go in there. And it was infested with ladybugs. Like, hmm. it was so weird. It was like, um, it's not exactly gross, but it's kind of weird. Like, yeah, you would yeah. literally open the door, and there was hundreds of ladybugs on the windowsill in that room. Oh, that's so weird. That is yeah. ju- that's, like, odd enough to be terrifying. Yeah, it's like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. It's like a yeah. Paul Thomas Anderson movie or something. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, all right. That is five questions. Uh, recommendations. Does anybody have anything that they've been watching, listening to, or enjoying? Um, 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to plug uh, Only Murders in the Building again. Um, yes, we need to start week. watching it. We got to start and watching it. I'm going to do it. it again. The season finale was fantastic and everyone should watch and it. And there's another it season good. coming. I know. I'm very excited about it. Another season coming. Uh, <laughs> I want to plug a film that Aaron and I were watching with the DeSanto girls, which was fabulous. The Adams oh, Family. Yeah. The I really CGI, want to finish that. I know I have to finish it as well. The CGI Adams family. It's pretty good. Couldn't, have, couldn't, have, couldn't have been better. Yeah. We were way back. And in fact, I wish we had discussed this film. I almost sent a text saying, <laughs> let's not talk. Let's just talk about the CGI Adams family. We should also plug the movies that made us not only this episode, yeah, but there's tons of other fabulous ones. And my criterion choice is. Maybe the oddest film I've ever seen. I've never seen anything like this. It's Criterion Channel film found this 1970s horror comedy. I don't know. It's called House. So if you can find it somewhere, if you have the Criterion no, no, Channel. It's not watch. House with um, what's his name? There's another. Yes. It's not the TV show House. No, 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 no. To be clear. There's another is... movie called House with. Yes. Um, so this is the house from 1977. It is a Japanese. Yes. There's a film. 1985 house that I rewatched last year that is absolutely ridiculous. That if you, it's um, William Cat and George Went. Yeah, I remember when you watched. That. Yes, it's a ridiculous movie. So any movie called House is ridiculous. Apparently. Yeah. So <laughs> if you can watch this film or find it, I, I there was so many moments watching this. I could not believe what I was saying. I'll just leave it at that. It was amazing. Um, I do recommend the movie, the the other movie House. It has Richard Mull in it, too. It was like all kinds of guys from 80s sitcoms. I, I'm going to gonna go find that. It's on that. Amazon. I think I put it in for our Amazon August, but no one picked it. It got it didn't um, get selected. And something I'm I'm looking forward to, but I had, can't actually recommend. But I just know the good is on Saturday Night Live. Is it this weekend that yep. Jason Sudeikis and Brandi Carlisle and will be? Uh, I have very high expectations. I also that. would recommend. I hadn't done this in ages, but we did this when we were all together. Is watching Saturday Night Live. Oh yeah, that was. We, we went fun. through all these different mm-hmm. things, um, and yeah, it, was it was fabulous. Fun. I hadn't watched it in ages. Um, and it was just nice to be at the DeSanto house and not be made to watch Ooh. Mike Birbiglia stand up episode <laughs> that I've been shown 15 It was times. a nice change of pace, wasn't nice it? Change. Usually I, oh, have you ever seen this before? You got to watch it. I'm like, you just showed it to me last night, Katie. This is the second time in 20. <laughs> do not make fun of my wife when she's not here, Brian. Only I can do that. Okay. Um, all right. That's it. Yeah. That is all. Bye, everybody. Next week. Bye. Thanks. Bye, guys.